0: Hey guys, welcome to this very special bonus episode of So What Else? We love throwing bonus episodes in here sometimes. It's really fun. So today is a conversation between Scott and I and we recorded it a few weeks ago after I had my final session with my intuitive eating dietitian, Lauren Smith. And this is just a conversation that we had reflecting on my experience in the program and how I feel compared to starting to now and things that Scott has noticed. Um, If you have no idea what I'm talking about at all, way back in episode 12, I shared um, about my many year battle with an eating disorder. And then episode 13, right after that, was with my intuitive eating dietitian, Lauren Smith. And in that episode, she talks about what intuitive eating is, what it's not, things like that. Um, we've also had interviews with Brianna Campos when she talks about body image, and Jess Connolly, she talks about breaking free from body shame. All this information will be in the show notes. So if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, I really, really encourage you to do so, okay? Um, But I threw the question up on social media last week if people wanted to hear about my reflections on the program and everyone seemed to say yes. So I threw this up as a bonus episode. I hope it helps you. But I just want to be very, very clear about something. Before you listen, I want you to remember that I am not a certified intuitive eating dietitian, or a certified anything for that matter when it comes to food. Okay. So I am not giving like specific advice for you other than I'm sharing my own personal story. I hope it can be helpful to you. But if you are interested in starting a journey with intuitive eating, if you are struggling with disordered eating or an eating disorder or anything like that, I really, really encourage you to Reach out to an intuitive eating dietitian to read the book Intuitive Eating, to follow accounts of people that are actually certified dietitians and not just like influencers who want to tell you about what they ate today. You know, I'll put all of this information in the show notes. So please do that. A great place to start is to follow my dietitian on social media. She's Lauren's Balanced Bites. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. And I think that's a really good place to start to get some sound information if you are looking for it. All right. So here you go. Enjoy this bonus episode.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: What's up, party people? I stole your <laughs> line.
1: <laughs> so we are having a fun little special episode today because Caitlin graduated today, and I'm really proud of her, and this is really cool. So we thought we'd just uh, kind of collect some of the thoughts and share about it. So Caitlin- It's true. We-
0: I got my PhD. I graduated.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> I
1: did uh, Tell us, what did you graduate from?
0: I graduated from working with my um intuitive eating dietitian, Lauren Smith. And yeah, so I've been working with her for about 15
1: months. Is that
0: right? Cuz I started wow. in October of 2020. No,
1: no, no. 2019, right? No, 2020.
0: 2020. It was last <laughs> It was last. So like this past October was 2021. Yeah, so 20, October of 2020. I'll get a calendar. So, so it's been... So October 20th of this year would have been one year. But so then to November, December, January, so 12... So almost 15 months that I've been working with her. <laughs> Gosh, we have to edit that whole we part. We should have done
1: that math before, Yeah. Man.
0: So working with her for almost 15 months, and I graduated today. So if you have no clue what we are talking about you would have to go back to episode which i also should have looked this up oh but i was looking it up before we hit record and then i got distracted because i looked on my thing and i went oh i got another rating today <laughs> oh it's a one star <laughs> i was like
1: what the heck yeah we got a one star rating who today? gave me a one star rating hey if
0: you're listening and you gave me a one star rating email me and tell me why
1: <laughs> yes, i'm sad It would be good um So anyway. We should ask your dad why he gave you a one (laughs) star
0: rating. (laughs) Uh, All right. So anyway, back on episode 12, it's called My Battle with an Eating Disorder. I shared just like – it's an hour of Scott interviewing me about my history with an eating disorder. It goes back like a long time ago. I'm not going to repeat it all here. You can go listen to episode 12. And then right after that, on episode 13, I brought on Lauren Smith, registered dietitian. And like I said, I've been working with her for – almost 15 months as we just figured out (laughs) anyway she came on and talked all about intuitive eating and the work that we do together and the work she does with clients and all of that stuff so that was several months ago that we posted those episodes and we just wanted to give a little update because I
1: graduated today (laughs) I don't think anyone saw that one coming but very cool (laughs) very cool to have you graduated and I think it's a really big accomplishment but um I it's Pretty clear to us why, but why don't you share a bit of what the program was? What did you do? Um, yeah. Okay. Start with that. What did you do? And then we'll go back to this, the beginning.
0: So basically there's a difference between like just meeting with a dietitian and meeting with an intuitive eating dietitian. Okay. So like they're so like, I want to be careful when I like encourage people, like if you have any kind of like issues with like, body image or food or like you obsessively diet, if you um, obsessively restrict and binge, which was what like my issue was, if you, um, you know, make yourself throw up, if you if you have intense eating disorder behaviors or maybe more, quote unquote, mild disordered eating behaviors, whatever it may be, I'm hesitant to tell people like, oh, you should just meet with a dietitian," because not every dietitian is going to coach you in the ways of intuitive eating. And like, personally, I know this is a big statement, but I really do feel like the only way you can truly heal from an eating disorder is to become an intuitive eater because Mm -hmm. naturally, I mean, it, it is the only way that makes sense, right? Because intuitive eating is learning to listen to your body and trust your own cues and things like that and become more in tune with your body again. And like, why wouldn't that be the answer? Right? Like, and I'm not saying that you can go straight from being deeply in an eating disorder to becoming an intuitive eater. That's impossible. There's a lot, a lot of steps along the way. When I first, first, first started, um, With my first dietitian years ago, she couldn't jump right into intuitive eating with me. First, she had to jump into like, I'm going to put you on a meal plan to get you eating more. You know what I mean? But anyway, the point is, once you make more progress, you know, I think that the end goal for everyone should always be to become an intuitive eater. Anyway, that was a sidebar. But so the work I did with Lauren is basically, you know, it was all via Zoom, which is so funny because today when we were saying goodbye, I was like, you're my best friend that I've never met. <laughs> I was like, I've never actually been in the flesh so with weird, her. Yeah. Like I literally have never been in the flesh with her. You know what I mean? But we've talked on Zoom how many people. Thousands of hours, not really, 15 but 15 months. For 50, almost 15 months that I've chatted with her on Zoom and talked with her via like our app and stuff like that. That it's like, of course, I feel like she's like,
1: she's such an important person in my life, you well, know? Also because she was so influential. Yes. Right? I totally. Mean, 15 months might not be that big of a deal on the grand scheme, but mm-hmm. the fact that she made such a difference, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Totally. Um, before we go on, do you want to explain intuitive eating any more in depth? Because I think for a lot of people, yes. if they haven't heard, it still might be pretty foreign. What sure. it actually is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically intuitive eating. And like, look, I just want to be so clear. I am not a dietitian. Like there's like, I'm not going to be like doling out health advice here. You know what I mean? Like I am not certified or qualified. But just basically intuitive eating is just listening to your body and eating what you want but it's also taking you know nutrition into account so a lot of people I think that like they think of intuitive eating like oh so what you just eat whatever you want well what if you want a dozen donuts that's not healthy to eat a dozen donuts sure so kind of like what intuitive eaters would say to that is like okay so like the first day the first several days, months, weeks, whatever that you tell yourself i can eat what i want, you are probably going to overeat on things that you've been restricting for years and years and years. and then eventually you're going to get more in tune with your body and say, you know what? when i sit down and eat four donuts first thing in the morning, i feel like crud. like i'm sluggish. i my stomach hurts like not great. you know what i mean? and then you start to learn like, you know what? like if we have protein and fat with a carb, that really helps to, like, balance it all out. You know what I mean? And so, basically, working with Lauren, like, it wasn't at all, like, she was just like, so, Caitlin, what foods do you like? Just eat that. Like, we, she sat with me and brought me through, like, okay, so something that would be healthy for you is to make sure that at every single meal, like you have a protein, you have a carb, you have a fat, you have three colors on your plate. You know what I mean? But she's like, if you're craving a donut in the morning, have a donut, but have some eggs with it and possibly some berries. You know what I mean? So that you're getting some different food groups in there. You know what I mean? Um, so like she worked with me on that type of stuff. And I realized there were times where I was having meals and I did not have enough protein or I did not have enough carbs, or I would just eat for a snack, like just a carb. And she was like, you should put a fat with that. Cause then it'll help you feel fuller longer. So like, even though yes, it's intuitive eating and so a lot of people just think like, Why would you need a dietitian for that? Isn't it just like waking up and eating whatever the heck you want? It's like, no, she also brought me through and taught me so much about nutrition and it's a what mentality shift. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's an
1: understanding of eating. And I gotta be honest, for a lot of people, this might seem still foreign because yeah. even to me, you know, uh, like, it's still hard to understand Mm -hmm. fully, but um, a very amazing concept. And I think I would say, you know, as people are still dealing with their own eating disorders, or just even understanding their bodies or food, it is something worth researching, you know, going back and listening to a couple episodes, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you knew, Or really understood intuitive eating when you started this program.
0: No. So that's like, I'm so glad you just said that because Lauren and I were laughing about that today. So wait, I didn't say this before. I just want to say this and then remind me to come back to that. So with Lauren, the way it worked is for the first three months, I met with her once a week. Okay. Then after those first three months, I like downgraded to meeting with her every other week. Then after several months of that, I downgraded to once a month. So now that's not required that's not required but that was what was perfect for me was to like have like an like I intensely met with her all the time then a little less and a little less like that was really good for me to wean off in that way
1: and I know I think a big part of that is your process of choosing her finding her yes choosing her deciding to go like you were really mulling this decision to actually even whether it was going to be worth it yeah I remember you saying like it, what if it's a complete waste of money? Yeah. Uh, it was a – it was a – not a big decision, but it a was. very hard decision. Well,
0: and it was – it's so funny because I was talking to Lauren about that today. When I first called because – so, basically, a lot of you probably already know this. I, um, you know, suffered from an eating disorder, you know, f- my whole adult life and and high school, teenage, whatever, and I had kind of gone into recovery for that um, – back when we were still living in Colorado. So I don't know, however many years ago that was, like seven or something like that. And I was meeting with a counselor and a dietitian there. And that did stop my like intense eating disorder behaviors where I was like severely restricting and severely binging, right? So then- Fast forward to 15 months ago, I wasn't intensely doing that stuff anymore, but I was finding myself struggling a lot. Mm-hmm. I was like struggling with like a lot of body hatred and then finding myself feeling like really guilty for eating certain foods and and not wanting to eat certain foods and feeling like I had to eat other foods. And I just was feeling out of control around food again. And I found myself really struggling again. And so I happened upon – um the what the actual fork podcast and I loved it it's like these two dietitians that are intuitive eating dietitians I thought they were like really funny and um just said so many like good insightful things and I felt like wow like I really want to work with one of them so one of them was actually in Jersey even though I knew it would be all on zoom I was just kind of like drawn to that because I knew she was like from Jersey so I had my, like, discovery call with her. Her name's Jenna. And she was, like, amazing. Like, I loved her. And um, she was basically like, look, I'm about to go out on maternity leave. So, like, um, you know, I'm not taking on new clients. So, I'll have you work with Lauren, who's, like, my lead dietitian." And, like, I was just kind of like, all right. Like, of course, like, part of me was like, oh, I don't know. I just pictured working with Jenna. But then she was like, when she said to work with Lauren, I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, I'm sure she's fine. You know what I mean? And then, like, little did I know, like... I was going to, like, love Lauren so much. Like, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just, like, I love Lauren so much. So, anyway, that worked out so perfectly. But Lauren and I were laughing today about it because I was, like, when I started with you, I was, like, I think I kind of am an intuitive eater. I just kind of need, like... I just need like some some reminders. You know what I mean? Like and she was like, Yeah. You know meanwhile, like she had seen what I was eating and was just kinda like,
1: yeah, no. Like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no."
0: (laughs) And then also the other thing that we were laughing about was that when I had that initial call with Jenna, she was like So, listen, it's like a three-month minimum at the beginning. Like, you're not allowed to just sign up for one month at the very beginning. You have to sign up for three, which, granted, it might not even be structured that way anymore. So, don't quote me on that, but whatever. And I remember thinking, like, I don't need three months. I don't need three months of this. But Lauren and I were just laughing So I was like, and then I stayed for 15 of my own free will. Like, I want to be clear with people. Like, if you're considering, you know, signing up with Happy, Strong, Healthy, like working with Lauren or whatever, it's not a requirement to stay for 15 months. That was my choice. You know what I mean? Because I wanted, I was getting so much out of it that I wanted to stay. They only required three. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I'm not going to need three. Like, I'll be good to go probably after a month. And it was like, it's just so funny because there's just so much to it. And there's so much
1: to learn, you know? Yeah, that's what I think. Like, what's the benefit in people hearing this story? you know, one getting to hear, Oh, Caitlin's crazy too. I'm not alone. That's great. Uh, and then also, also I think we all do that. Like, yeah. Oh, I need counseling. I need it more than anyone in the world. And then you start looking and you're like, do I really need it? I
0: really don't need it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. how much?
1: No, I'm yeah. fine. Yes. Oh, maybe I'll go once.
0: Uh, you know what? One time. <laughs> or like, if you're like having like a marriage problem and you're like, let's go to marriage counseling like one time, it'll be fine. <laughs> and you're just like, Lol, like yeah. that's not how it goes. You know what yeah. I mean. And
1: then fifteen months later, you're yeah. like, "How do I live without this? What are we <laughs> exactly. doing?" Exactly, like. Uh, but I think that's encouraging to say. You know, the front end is always so hard. Yeah. You know, and I think especially with something like this, mm-hmm. you know, seeing your whole process is cool because you're you're trying to understand yourself. You're trying to figure out a solution. Um, You're trying to figure out what's going to work, what's Mm -hmm. not, which which one to try, like all these variables that you're navigating through. And it's always so tempting to be like, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I'll do it on my own. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's just doing the work to find something that does click. Yeah. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So basically, like the other thing that I didn't mention is like so if you're working with Lauren, you know, um, so like I said, I met with her and whatever on Zoom, but also like I had an app and basically what I would do is take a picture of absolutely everything that I ate and just upload it. And she would look at all of it. And so she would make comments like, um, you know, I don't feel like you ate enough carbs today throughout the day. Or like if, cause I would also log like workouts or whatever. She would be like, you know, after, like before you work out, it would be a good idea if you ate blah for some energy or, um, you know, like, or something like that was, like, so helpful, I feel like, that she taught me is just, like, I know I already said it this episode, but just, like, how it's, like, so important to have all the food groups. So, like, mm-hmm. if we were ordering pizza one night, she would be, like, eat the pizza. But if you can, try and have some, like, meatballs or chicken or a sausage, like, something proteiny." With the pizza to help fill you up more. Because just a slice of pizza, just bread and cheese and sauce, isn't really a complete
1: meal. Which is foreign because before, correct me if I'm wrong, you would try not to eat the pizza yes. and eat something else instead. Yep. And then if you were going to eat the pizza, then you would not eat anything else. Yes. Or try not to or whatever. Totally. You're always
0: thinking in this, like, save the, save your calories mentality. Well, it's, it's all Which calories, just right? always backfires. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's like, totally eat the pizza. Just, like, be well-rounded and about it. And I remember it, that you know? was
1: a very mind changing shift yes of what do you mean I should eat it's not it wasn't just like you need to eat more yeah, yeah, It was yeah. an understanding of, you know what, you need to eat other things too.
0: Yes. Oh, and I want to be clear. It's not like it's a rule. I want to be clear because the, the cornerstone of intuitive eating is that there are no food rules. Mm. So I don't want to make it sound like you're not allowed to eat pizza alone. You always have to have a protein with it. Mm. No, if you're out, like let's say you're literally like yeah. you're just at a place where there's no protein available to you and like a slice of pizza is what's for lunch. That's fine. That's not going to kill you. There's no food rules. It doesn't matter. The point is just you have to know that you'll probably get hungrier quicker because it wasn't a a complete meal, which, again, it's fine. But it's just like on a day-to-day basis – of course we have to be thinking about like, okay, like what can I eat? That's going to like nourish me, fill me up, give me energy to live my life. You know what I mean? So it's good to have a well-balanced meal. But again, if you, if you just have a slice of pizza alone, that's whatever. Yeah, that's good.
1: And with that, what you're saying about eating, you know, don't just eat the pizza, eat some protein with it. I, I remember you saying this actually is good for, you know, people going through what you're going through or people like me who have no clue what I'm doing. Um, you said that she was like, Try and eat different colors in your your meal. What was that?
0: So that was a huge, huge struggle for me. And to be honest, it's something I still struggle with that she comments a lot still on my journals of like, don't forget like some colors. Like, just like, I, I naturally don't eat like that much fruit. You know what I mean? Or even like with vegetables, I think that I was so conditioned to be like, oh, only green vegetables. Like, do you know what I mean? And so she was so good about being like, Hey, like for breakfast, if you have like two eggs and a piece of toast, like throw in some berries, like get some color in there, or throw some spinach into your eggs, get some green in there, you know? Like, and she made me very aware of the colors on my plate and making sure that I'm incorporating different colors because that just like shows that you have like a lot of nutrients. Yeah, I mean,
1: that was very helpful for me, too, because that's something that I can remember and yeah, and even work on, you know, so I love stuff like that. Those little tricks that go so far and help everyone.
0: And I mean, she also gave me like tons and tons of like recipes and like practical things like that. But anyway, so basically what happened, like what led me to this point of like graduation was just like. You know, obviously, like I said, I've been weaning off as it is, you know what I mean? Like I was meeting with her every week, then every other, then once a month. And like these last few months, I've definitely been feeling better, like feeling like more confident in my food choices and stuff like that. But this last month in particular, so I, I found myself sometimes almost like forgetting to take a picture of like what I ate and uploading it for her. Um, which like for me, like I'm a one on the Enneagram. I'm a rule follower. Like I'm, if I'm supposed to be taking, I always do it. You know what I mean? I'm very consistent. And I was finding this month, I was like forgetting sometimes like it would get to the end of the day and I would be like, Oh shoot. Like I didn't post my, I forgot to take pictures of what I ate. What did I eat? You know what I mean? And so that happened a few times and I was kind of coming to the realization over the last few weeks and days, just kind of like, I think that's good that I'm forgetting because it shows that I'm not like ruminating on what I'm eating or focusing on what I'm eating and stuff like, you know what I
1: mean? Dig into that a little bit. Why is that a big deal?
0: So like for someone like me, I cannot recall a time in my life when I haven't been so completely aware of everything I ate that day and how much and how little and how this and how that. And then it's like, I met you and I would say to you like, Oh, what like if you got home, like, Oh, what'd you have for lunch today? And you'd be like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like you were just so not consumed by food. And like, I was always thinking about like, what's my next meal? What was my last meal? What was this? What was that? And I've been finding more recently, not that I don't love food. Like I still love food and I enjoy food and whatever, but I haven't been as obsessed with it because I'm consistently getting enough of it. You know what I mean? So I'm not constantly thinking about it because I get enough of it. You know what I mean? And so-
1: It's amazing what that does. It
0: is amazing. And so I was finding myself like sometimes almost just forgetting to track. And so um, I kind of went into my meeting with her today feeling like I think I'll probably tell her that I think I'm ready to graduate like maybe in a month or something like that. You know what I mean? And so we're talking, though, and she was like, so tell me about what this last month was like, because she was like, listen, this last month was psycho. Like it was Christmas new year's your daughter's birthday you had like people visiting you hosted a party you had a crazy crazy stomach flu she was like all of those things are like very very triggering for people who have disordered eating or an eating disorder triggering
1: and difficult
0: yeah yes so you know because like for someone like me it used to be like if i got a stomach bug then i like felt skinny after and then would like try and, like, maintain, like, the stomach virus weight, which is, like, psychotic because it's really just that you're
1: dehydrated, so it's, like, so dumb.
0: But, you know, that's or how Christmas I would always think. So or Christmas was so
1: because all you're thinking about is what foods are going to be there, what you're eating or not eating, and then what you ate or didn't eat. And Such
0: a crazy, crazy binge that I felt so sick. Like, then that night going to bed, I felt like I was going to be sick, you know? Like, just crazy. So she asked me tonight, like, she was like, so how was this last month? Like you had all these like really stressful triggering events. And I was like, um, fine. Like, yeah, nothing stands out. Like I didn't really binge at all. Like I really, I had a good time like on Christmas and on New Year's. And she was like, how has it been seeing all the like new year, new me, like starting a diet, blah, blah, blah. Like all that stuff on social media. And I was like, I don't even really pay attention to it anymore. Like, I don't care about that. I don't, like, I just think it's, like, that's fine. If someone wants to go on a diet, that's fine for them, but I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of, like, stopped and looked at me, and she was, like, that's amazing. Like, she was, mm-hmm. like, you don't understand. Like, so you're telling me that, like, the most triggering month of the year for people who struggle with, like, disordered eating, eating disorder, stuff like that, like – Plus tack on top of it, you also, like, had this crazy stomach bug thrown in there. Like, you had all this stuff going on and, like, you were fine. Like, you didn't really stress out about the food that you ate. You just kind of, like, ate and you enjoyed yourself and then you moved on with your life. And you didn't punish yourself in the gym and you didn't restrict your food the next day if you felt like you ate, quote, unquote, too much or whatever. And I was like, yeah. And she just kind of looked at me and she was like, so what do you think? Like, she was just kind of like, what do you like? And I was like, I I feel like I guess I'm ready, you know? And we were just both kind of like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess this could be our last session. Like, I think we've like done it all. But then of course we both felt so sad because I was like, Lauren, oh my gosh. Uh Like, I was like, I I don't want to go. Like, it's like sad. It's a quick
1: realization. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait, What what do you mean? I take it back. Yeah, like. (laughs) But that's so awesome. And I really yeah. am. I'm so proud of you. I know. Thanks. I've watched every step and it's, that was a journey. That was a hard road to walk. Yeah. And I'm really proud of you. Really thankful for Lauren and all the other people. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of support. Oh, totally. So much stuff. Totally. But um, that's really good. So you've graduated. So you arrived. You never have to worry about eating stuff again or what? What? Like, is this a step in the journey? What is it?
0: So basically, like... Okay, so I've heard that, you know, like I've read that, you know, people who have like eating disorders and stuff like that, it's like it's almost like, you know, someone who struggles with addiction, like even if they've been sober for like a trillion years, it's like something they still work at. Like, I think that that'll kind of be my life where it's like, even though I am, you know, like. Sober from my eating disorder in the sense that, like, I'm recovered. I'm not not severely restricting myself. I'm not severely binging. I don't go on diets. I don't punish myself in the gym. I'm not doing any of those eating disorder behaviors anymore. So, like, I'm recovered. But it's not the type of thing that I can just, like, sleep on it where it's, like... Like, I do need to be, like, aware of it. You know what I mean? And be, like, active in my recovery and, like, make sure, like, that I notice in myself if I'm, you know, like sliding into those old behaviors where I'm like not eating enough during the day and then binging at night or I'm not letting myself keep certain foods in the house or things like that you know what I mean then it's like oh that might be like a red flag that something's going on you know what I mean so it's like I would like okay so yes I've arrived in the sense that it's like I've made like such an insane amount of growth in this area and like I would say like I'm an intuitive eater like you know what i mean like i went from being someone who suffers with an eating disorder
1: to being an intuitive eater or i would i might say it as your mindset mindset has yes, shifted yes totally totally you, know, you you do see uh food differently now
0: yes i do and i so, totally do you
1: know if you've arrived or something then mm-hmm. it's it's in in that
0: yeah it's totally so it's like am i like quote unquote recovered yeah Am I aware that this is probably always going to be something that I deal with in my life? Yes. And I want to be really clear. And I talked about this with Lauren tonight, too, that like I feel I really do feel free of like the, the food demons. I really do. Like and I, t- I said to her, I was like right now in my house, I cannot express to you. I have like leftover birthday cake cookies, candy, like all this stuff from just all the different celebrations that have been happening. You know, like we had my family here for New Year's. We have people here for Emerson's birthday. Like there's just so much food here, like, and quote unquote, what I used to consider quote unquote, bad food. You know what I mean? Which I don't call it bad food now, but people understand what I'm saying. So, and I was like, do you have any idea how much of that is in my house right now? And I don't, I don't care. And not in the sense that I don't care, like, ugh. I would never eat that stuff. Not like that. Like, but what I'm saying is the fact that like Emerson's leftover birthday cake is in my fridge, it's not torturing me. Yeah. I might help myself to a slice later today or I might not. I don't know.
1: And I wish I could describe what it was like before.
0: Oh my gosh. I
1: wish I could describe the emotional turmoil that you went through and what your days looked like and the stress and anxiety and what your relationships went through
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. because
1: there was cake in the fridge. Totally. And oh now- my gosh. Just, it's, you said it earlier, it's not that you like food less. No. It's not, I, I feel like maybe you actually like it more. You appreciate it more, but it's, yeah. it's that you're not trapped by it. You're no. not controlled by it. Yeah. You're not, you know, like handcuffed by it. Yeah. You know, you get to say, I want that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so cool to watch.
0: Even just like I used to, it's just like so funny, like a specific thing that it used to be so obsessed with was French toast. Remember, mm-hmm. like I would be like, oh, I really want French toast. I can't have French. Oh, I just wish I could have French. Toast. Like it was like French toast was like, like a God to me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I would be like, oh, I just want to go and like get French toast. Now I eat French toast for breakfast, like probably yeah. like once a week, like whenever I wake up and I want it, I make yeah. it and I eat it. And so now I don't have this like, oh my gosh, French toast. Like now I'm just like, oh, French toast sounds nice. I'm going to eat it. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm not as obsessed with it. You know what I mean? I love watching this. It's So, so cool. Yeah. So it's like, I do feel free of the food demons, but I don't feel free. And I just want to be really honest about this. I'm not free of the body image demons. I do absolutely still struggle with that. And I know that that is a journey that I still need to make more strides in. Like I, a lot of times, like, look in the mirror and struggle or just put on a pair of pants and and feel triggered by the way that they fit or if something feels different or if I have to get rid of something because it's too small or I see an old picture of myself when I was like really disordered and I could tell that I was like way thinner then and I feel like oh I think I was more attractive then you know what I mean and so I I struggle with that and I want to be honest with the world that it's like I do still struggle there and you know that's something I need to continually work on
1: I think that's awesome because you're starting to separate out different parts of this whole process system whatever and so you're saying you feel free when it comes to food Mm -hmm. and what you eat but you still feel like you struggle with body image yeah for sure
0: for sure and so that's why like I've done like I've made a huge effort to like on my social media like I curate it so that it, it fits what I need. So it's like I follow a lot, a lot of, like, intuitive eating dietitians or, like, body positive accounts and, like, people who have all different shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? And I make sure not to follow, like s- – s- supermodels or whatever you know what i mean like just like if you know that's going to be triggering for you just don't follow it you know what i mean like follow accounts that are going to be like constantly like reminding you of like things that you're trying to teach yourself and things like that you know what i mean so like that's something that i do and then also just like um cutting it off when i'm like saying negative things about myself or feeling negative things about myself learning to cut it off learning to also not like dwell in the mirror you know and like constantly like body check in the mirror like forcing yourself to walk away Mm -hmm. you know like put on your outfit give a quick check and walk away like these are all things that i'm just like constantly working on you know Mm -hmm. um it's pointless to stand in the mirror and you know inspect yourself from every angle because like what Is that, what is that doing?
1: Pointless and torturous.
0: It's like not helping. So, you know, um, things like that. But, yeah.
1: So, you've graduated Mm -hmm. from this program. Yeah. And your mindset has shifted. So, what are some things do you think the next steps are going to be? I said that really well.
0: No, I get it. I know what you're (laughs) saying. What are some
1: possible next steps for you
0: So I think for me, the key is going to be to keep learning. So making sure I'm still like listening to a lot of these, like intuitive eating podcasts, continue to read um, intuitive eating books. Like I'll link a lot of them in the the notes. Like there's like intuitive eating, there's anti-diet and like whatever, just a lot of them. So it's like making sure that I'm still like making this a part of my life. You know what I mean? Like just like in the same way that like, If you're married, you're always working on your marriage. If you're a parent, you're always working on your parenting. Well, like for me, if you are someone that has a history of eating disorder or disordered eating, you want to just be working on it. You know what I mean? So whatever that means, whether it's reading books or listening to podcasts or, you know, following Instagram accounts that help you or whatever. So I think just like things like that. And then also I do want to dig into more of the like how to help our kids become intuitive eaters Mm -hmm. because i definitely been following like good accounts and getting good tips and stuff for that but i want to i want to know more and like be better about that like with the kids you know
1: yeah that's really good all right so i want to get i want to dig in a little bit to stuff that i enjoy caitlin always Oh, drives you no. crazy what but just the why behind like what you take away because okay. again you went into this yeah thinking you knew what intuitive eating was but really right. it was a whole world that you didn't you thought you knew but didn't know totally so um I guess what what is your biggest takeaway from from going through this whole process
0: so I think that like I don't know. Something that is hard, I think, for a lot of people is like thinking about investing like money and time into themselves in this way. You know what I mean? Like so. And it's like embarrassing, like for a while, like when I was like doing both like counseling and meeting with a dietitian, I was like embarrassed because I felt like, my gosh, like this is so much money like going toward this. You know what I mean? But it's like I don't want to, I don't want to be like, you're important. You're worth it. Cause it's like, that sounds so trite and like stupid, but it's like, what I'm saying is if I want to be a better mom, if I want to be a better wife, a better friend and things like that, like I'm not going to be able to just white knuckle it to do that. You know what I mean? And it's like, God has blessed us with these amazing resources that are available to us. You know what I mean? And it's like, How blessed am I that, like, I struggle so deeply in this area and was able to get the help that I needed?
1: Yeah. And and we don't take that lightly. No. We are blessed because a lot of people can't afford that or whatever. And to be honest, there's plenty of times where we couldn't afford that and times where we still can't, you know, but – Um, just to be clear for, for people that struggle through it, it's not that we have this mass of, you know, savings that we get to use or whatever. We were blessed to have health insurance that Mm -hmm. allowed us to do some of that. Yeah. There was places where we had to suffer and not Mm -hmm. do other things to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but even if that's not an option for people, like, there's free counseling. Resources. Oh yeah. And especially there's,
0: now, which
1: we've used in the past too. And absolutely. we'll probably use again.
0: Absolutely. Like times. now there's like very affordable, like, um, mm-hmm. online counseling stuff. And like, even like a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs will either pay for it mm-hmm. or like, what's it called?
1: Like reimburse. Or yeah. Supplement. Like yeah.
0: supplement. Yeah. 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 Like they'll help. So it's like, there are ways, you know what I mean? Like to be able to,
1: and I think that's important because for me, and I think for so many people finances, that's one of the biggest obstacles. And one of the biggest reasons we don't invest in ourselves is because we're like, well, I can't sacrifice that time and I definitely don't have that money.
0: Totally. Uh, And so like for us, we were able to use for a lot of it. We were able to use like a health savings account. You know what I mean? Like that we had. given
1: to us. That was given to us. You know
0: what I mean? So we were able to at least use that for some of it or, you know, whatever. But obviously everyone's, you know, situation is different. So like my encouragement would be like, if you can at all like get into counseling or meet with a dietitian, like, like I said, there are affordable options out there, you know, if you can swing it, if you have to sacrifice something to do it, like I, I, I really, really, really do encourage it. But like, if you can't, there's so much free stuff available. Like even like when I had body image with Brie, when I had Brianna Campos body image with Brie, when she came on, she has a lot, a lot of free resources that she gives out. She has a podcast. You know what I mean? So it's like, look, if you can't pay to go like the whole way or whatever and do the full class with her, with Lauren or whatever, like they do give out a ton of free stuff, you know,
1: which is amazing. So cool that they do that too. Yeah. All right. So what was the hardest part of the process?
0: Oh gosh, I didn't the prep intuitive that. intuitive
1: eating shift.
0: Okay. The hardest part was coming to terms with my body. So, okay. Lauren read to me tonight on our last session. She was like, okay, so in your intake form, she's like, I just want to read to you like your intake form. And it said like, basically like, what are your goals? And mine was like, I want to lose some weight. And just, like, feel better in my clothes or something like that. Like, something like that. Um, And it's, like, I think for me the hardest part was coming to terms with, like, we're not coaching you to become an intuitive eater to lose weight. Mm. Now, like, there are people out there that start eating intuitively and they lose weight. Because, like, their body settles – when they're nourishing themselves properly, like, their body settles at a lower weight and, like – Okay, fine. So for me, I think the hardest part was like coming to terms with like okay, like when I am nourishing myself correctly, I'm not binging, I'm not restricting, I'm exercising, but I'm not over exercising. I'm eating things that I enjoy and I want while also taking account of my nutritional needs. This is the place where my body lands and it is higher than I used to be because bodies change as we age. And I've also had two children and I'm not restricting anymore and whatever. You know what I mean? That's not everybody's story. Not everyone is going to gain weight as they age. You know what I mean? So whatever. But that's, that it's hard. It's hard to like get to a place where you're just like, you know what? Because, like, so many people do that thing where they torture themselves and they're like, when I was in college, like, I could eat whatever I wanted and blah, blah, blah. Or, like, I would do this and this and I weighed this and, I like, it's not that way anymore. And it's like, yeah, bodies change. And, like, we cannot control our weight as much as we think we can. People, like, we live, like, under the illusion of, like, I can control my weight. But, like so much of it is based on your genetics and your environment and things like that and your age and whatever that it's like you really can't control it as much as you think that you can and if two different people on this earth ate the exact same things and moved in the exact same way their bodies would still look different so it's very pointless to keep striving to make our body look a way it doesn't want to look because then that's what you're going to do your whole life you're going to be striving in a negative way you're going to be pushing and pushing and yeah and it's like why come on you don't want to feel like that
1: and that's different than disciplining your body or doing the hard things because we all need that too but yeah to this yeah this absurd fight to look like somebody else or whatever And, you know, I hear you saying, like, no, my body's landed higher than it was or higher than I wanted. But, like, you've never been prettier. You've never (laughs) looked better. And I mean that. And I think also there's just so much in just your the freeness, the freedom of your attitude and your personality and just getting to see you open up. And like, it's so, so cool what it does.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. What do you notice?
1: Oh, a- like a absolutely. I noticed that very much, you know, in, in so many ways um, where. Sorry, I was checking the battery on the computer. <laughs> I was not trying to think of something um, I like it's, it's actually hard to put into words, but I saw the torment that you went through. Oh, yeah. And now I see it gone. So I see you being less tortured, you know, now there's still other ways where. I see you still struggle, you know, body image stuff or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, so much less of that and just the peace Mm -hmm. that's in you. Um, which then I think reflects to those around you or to Mm -hmm. situations. Um, it's really, really cool. You know
0: what I thought of like, so like this weekend we had some family over for Emerson's birthday and I just made like a huge thing of baked ziti and some meatballs and whatever. A few years ago I would have been like, but then there's going to be nothing for me to eat because I can't eat baked CD. Right. And, like, I, that wasn't even a thought. Like, I literally, when I was planning for family to come over for a birthday, I was just like, all right, what's something that's easy to make a ton of? Okay. Oh, yeah. Baked CD. Great. I didn't even think for a, a millisecond, oh, I can't eat baked CD. Right. I do eat it.
1: And if you remember back, like, preparing for parties or anything. Oh, torture. For weeks, it would be just turmoil in the house because it was like, you were so stressed about the big z D yeah. or whatever else it was going to be that you would say, should
0: I make something else
1: for okay, myself? And literally, yeah. it was night after night after night for weeks yeah. leading up to a thing of you just being tortured, yeah. right? And even just the shift in our conversations, right? Yeah. We now talk about different things because we're not spending time. How where you're going through the list of what yeah. you ate that day? Oh my or,
0: gosh, it's so true. You
1: know, and that's really cool for us just to get to talk about different things now. Yeah, and you know, seeing how that opens up stuff. So it's I, just so freeing, such freedom. Yeah, you know? and and I do. I realize that it's it's a path, and you know, yeah. we're not you know to the end of the path, but we're not at the beginning. You know, whatever. But definitely a huge, huge um, moment huge thing
0: hey look every time I've gotten help whether it was like way back you know seven years ago when I first went into counseling or just 15 months ago when you pushed me to you know meet with an intuitive eating dietitian and and get more help it was always you you were the one that always like pushed me to take the next step and it was always worth it
1: it's and us we you know, we've done that for each other which is cool and so and I hope everyone has that in their life. But also because I think for both of us, this has been true, every time you're like, should I go? Yeah. Do I really need this? And I, I, I don't know. I I think we're past the self-help era, you know, of like everything being self-help and us all feeling so whatever. But in a lot of ways, you know, we haven't started the true stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think there needs to be so much more just true introspection on i don't know how we live healthy lives mm-hmm. as well as you know what i don't want to say like healthy and happy it's not yeah. like healthy no i know it's or, like exactly know, it's i like,
0: don't want to sound like like hippie dippy no. like we just want to like love ourselves and just be so thrilled no. it's like look this is planet earth we get it there's hard things um but i do feel like you know one of my guests on the podcast, Amber Newberry said, you know, our bodies were the gifts that God gave us to experience the world in, you know what I mean? So like, why would we not want to be, you know, like connected to our body or like in my case, like why would I not want to like respect my body? Like for how many years did I say awful, awful things about it and torture it? You know what I mean? By like underfeeding, overfeeding, you know, over mm-hmm. all the things, you know what I mean? Like your body is a temple, treat it as such.
1: Yeah, and it it's like all the clichés start to come true when we look at it that way of like we get to change ourselves. We can't change the world, we can change ourselves, but also you taking these steps affects the kind of wife you are, the kind of mother you are, the relationships you have, the Events that you're at, like everything changes because you have taken this step. And it's also not just like, oh, I went to counseling and I'm better now. Mm -hmm. It was hard work. Oh, yeah. It was hard. Like, it took a lot of effort and a lot of sacrifice and all sorts of things. And you did that. And that's also why I'm so proud of you. I know what it took to do that. And so, very thankful to see you here on this side of it. And I'm excited for what's next.
0: I love you. You're the best. I love you. Let's do favorite snacks.
1: Good job. <laughs> Is that triggering? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not anymore. Um. Yo, right now. So remember like several sweat episodes ago mm-hmm. when we were talking about the peanut butter pretzel pillows? Yes. I just bought another big like jar of them mm-hmm. at Costco. So it's like a pretzel filled with peanut butter and you get like the massive tub of it at Costco. It is the joy of my life to eat those at night and, like, dip them into, like, fun things. So, like, chocolate hummus. One night I dipped it into, like, some icing. Like, I just so am so deeply enjoying those right now. I cannot even tell you. Or, like, I'll just have some peanut butter pretzels with a little bit of chocolate. Or just, like, I don't know. Just loving those as a snack. Yum.
1: So, I found these things that are chocolate-covered almonds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> these things.
1: I think I've said it like 17 times on the podcast. Actually, I don't They're know that so you've good. said it on the podcast. I think I have.
0: Oh, you have? I'm
1: pretty sure I have.
0: At Costco, I buy Scott the big tub of the milk chocolate-covered almonds.
1: And, and I don't know what it is, but I can't stop eating He them.
0: is like an actual
1: freak with them. Yeah.
0: But should we talk about the way that you eat them?
1: It's going to be hard on a podcast. All right, Nobody's well, going to. A
0: normal human would take a chocolate covered almond and pop it into their mouth and chew it and swallow it. Scott likes for it to be like a little scavenger hunt, and he wants to find the almond <laughs> inside. It's
1: not. It's so I am a texture person, more like more than taste.
0: <laughs> I know you are. I've I always so, said that.
1: I know, and it is weird, but I say that because. It can be embarrassing. Like, there's times where I'm eating something a certain way, and then I realize people are watching me. Like, what's wrong with that guy? Like, maybe I'm eating something, and half of it is out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh, I'm in public. <laughs> like, I have to be careful. But I eat things because of the texture that they have, and like, the way I eat them. Like, I eat a Reese's peanut butter cup a certain yeah, way. Yeah, you do. You're so to, weird. Like You, like, bite
0: off the outside and like, save the inside. I
1: dissect it yeah, you do. in my mouth. It's weird. I don't know why you do this stuff though. I I don't know. It's like a, it's a texture thing. It's so odd. I am not
0: that way, but, but that's fine. But I think fine. that's
1: why I like the chocolate-covered almonds, because I can bite the chocolate off first, and I eat that, and then I, like, chew the almond a certain way. Right, but he makes it's a weird. mess
0: when he's doing it, it because does. then little chocolate... Flex go everywhere.
1: Flex. We we don't know what, what a fleck is, but Caitlin keeps flex. saying, you're getting chocolate flecks on my couch.
0: But like anyone who's listening, you know what I mean. Like it's like little chocolate. Flakes. 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 <laughs> I hate myself.
1: You're getting chocolate flecks everywhere. <laughs> Scott, you talk
0: weird. <laughs> it wasn't like F-L-E-X, like a flex.
1: Oh, that's what I thought.
0: It was like flex, like F-L-E-C-K was what I was picturing. Well, that I makes head. it better. need <laughs> <laughs> to cut this out. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, my don't, god
1: Don't cut this, Matt.
0: Oh, geez.
1: Chocolate flex. Make fun of me for saying to B again.
0: Oh, goodness, Jenny. please. I can't
1: even um, go there. All right, so favorite foods. That was fun. All right, we're Chocolate covered almonds. You'll enjoy them. You'll thank me later. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Both oh, both of our favorite snacks today were from Costco. So shout out to Costco. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by
1: <laughs> McDonald's.
0: Could you imagine if Costco sponsored my podcast? <laughs> I love Costco. Costco, I love you. Uh,
1: yeah. All right. Well, so much fun. I'm so proud of you. So thankful to Lauren and that team over there, all that they do.
0: I'll link it all in the notes, everyone. Happy, strong, healthy is
1: the company. So good job. hope this is helpful for some of you out there. If we can help at all, let us know.
0: High five. High five. Love you.
1: Love you.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions.